Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, I'm going to start this show just straight to the YouTube comment. This is a comment on our video from the other day. Could John have been more wrong about the Kings crowd? That was from TJ. Sky says, I was there at Arco for the SAC LA Cowbell Series. Don't downplay Kings fans. Kurt, go Kings. A bunch of Kings comments, John, in our last video um, after we talked about what the crowd would look like on, uh, on, on Thursday, Friday, whatever day that Thursday. And um, a lot of people attaching to your theory. There'd be a lot of Warrior fans there, which I thought was a good theory. But uh, that was a hell of a Kings crowd. Yeah, I owe, I owe the Sacramento Kings fans an apology. <laughs> uh, they not only showed out, it was easily. I mean, I don't even think there was a second in terms of – there were a couple games that I didn't even realize were on. But, you know, Memphis is a good crowd. Uh, Philly, a good crowd. They don't hold a candle. Now, part of it, those – teams have been going to the playoffs now for a while so it's a little different animal but uh i i would say it had and listen you and i were in high school when the kings took off people like you're a kings fan i i got so many texts they're like middle cough who are you rooting for it's like guys you understand i'm 38 years old beside like five years the kings sucked (laughs) there's not i'm not i was a michael jordan fan Bulls fan in the 90s. I'm not anymore, right? I was a Kings fan for that little bit. Then I became a Steph, Clay, and Draymond guy. When those guys leave, if they had like Ben Simmons and Zion, like I won't care anymore. I'm not a Warriors fan necessarily. I root for this core group. Now, I do respect and I know a lot of Sacramento Kings fans that were very angry at me, that were all in. Uh, and I'm not, I'm talking about people I know, let alone yeah, yeah, yeah. the fans. There's nothing more that I love than watching a basketball crowd, and I think OKC really became this with Durant and and Russ, even as they became good. There was this edge in a small city, and and the Kings immediately, I I, I would say, awoke that crowd of just everyone wearing the T-shirt. You know, you get some, like, Lakers fans, right, who, that their play-in game was awesome. They they have an incredible fan base. It's the biggest brand, even, I know the Warriors short-term, but just historically, it's the biggest brand in the league. If you put those T-shirts on every seat in a Lakers home game, right? Game three. Let's say they're up 2 nothing, coming back. Half the people are not wearing them. 
And I don't blame them. I, I wouldn't wear it either. You put those fucking t-shirts in Sacramento, there ain't a fucking soul, whether their W-2 says $7 million or $7,000, they're putting it on. And that, you felt it immediately. And you knew right away. Because Slater tweeted out, like, this place is rocking. Yeah. It, 20 minutes before tip-off. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. Uh, <clears throat> I was watching the game with uh, in SAC at my sister's house. My dad, huge Kings fan. Uh, and some other Kings fans there. And um, I got the same thing. They were like, why are you... I was just reacting. Like, Steph hit a huge three. Go crazy. Darren Fox hits a huge three. I think that's when you texted me, OMG. I didn't see it for 15 minutes. Well, right. Steph hit a couple threes. Fox had an incredible game. Steph had two of the most miraculous, a corner three and another one kind of at the top of the key that were just the most insane shots of the game. Yeah. It was nuts. He has a guy way bigger than him on him. The ball hits his hand, and it's like, is this volleyball? And it's nothing but the bottom of the net. To me, the playoff, the thing that you get is when you can't see the near side baseline. You know what I mean? Like the so many fans with, remember at OKC, there was always like a hand would come across the camera, like everyone's standing. So you can't see the court and it makes the court feel so small and it makes the players feel so enclosed that I don't, there's nothing that can quite feel like that in sports. I don't think than when OKC remember Cleveland's fans used to be, it used to, I remember going to a Cavs warriors game Christmas day, like 2016 and it was just insane. Every time Draymond got the ball, they would they would boo him like E40 at a Kings game. I mean, it was he would just heckled nonstop. E40 got kicked out of the game. I thought someone wrote 99 to 2014, E40 picture, Kings gear on, 15 to present, Warriors gear. <laughs> it's like you. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's kind of basketball. Other te- other sports, I would say it's it's just a little different, right? Because star players. They migrate. Like, I owned a pair of wizard shorts, right, when, when Michael went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basketball's kind of uniquely. Every kid our age had a pair of North Carolina shorts. And, and listen, where, where I was wrong is, like, I, I just thought the Warriors fans were the reason, and it might just be a simple, like, I, listen, there's weird dynamics, right? And, and you and I were, uh, were deep in the Oakland dynamic of San Francisco because we were, we were on a radio station that had the Raiders and the A's. And, and there was this jealousy sports-wise, but there was also these socio-dynamics of society, and it, it was unique because they were in the same area, separated by a bridge, and, and there was like this... I mean, there's a possum living in the fucking Coliseum right now. Do you see that story? John, they can't use the visiting TV booth because <laughs> of the possum. <laughs> it's just such a shithole where it's, you know, it's just so different, right? Where every single person I know that is texting me about the Sacramento Kings and like middle class, you're a trader. They root for the 49ers and the San Francisco Giants. And you couldn't pay those humans to move from wherever they live in Sacramento to like go to the city. They don't necessarily want to be there. They root for these teams. Like they're all in on Debo and Purdy, right? They, they, they hate what they think the Giants are a bore fest. So they're actually the same, right? As the majority of Warrior fans who are also Giants and Niners. They're the yeah. same guy. They're just Kings fans. You, you and I texted about this earlier today. There's not a bitterness of like geographically that the guy wishes he lived in Fremont. It's bitterness at the Kings are definitely a smaller brand than the Warriors. And they're like the NBA going back 20 plus years, fucked them and sent them into this irrelevancy with a, yeah, with a referee that went to prison. 
it's not Warriors versus, I mean, it's not Kings fans versus Bay Area. Growing up in Davis, you know, a lot of people from SAC, Davis, for people that don't know, was clo- much closer to SAC than is the Bay Area. Causeway Classic. Th- those people happily will hop in the car and go to the go to the Giants game and come back that night. Like that's <laughs> it. The 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 chip that Sacramento has is versus the rest of the NBA, which they feel like treats them like a small market team. When the Lakers were the big dog, they felt like the NBA wants the Lakers to win, and everyone wants us to lose, which uh, is a fact. Which right? is a fact. Which is a fact. <laughs> I saw Scott Moak, who I know from back when I was doing some King stuff, who's the PA guy, tweeted out this uh, this video, the NBA TNT promo. It's all staff, and he wrote, "Dear USA, please keep doing this to Sacramento." And um, to me, that sums it up. It's like it's always Kings against the world, the NBA world. But it's not Sacramento versus the Bay Area. Like Bay Area people just go to an honor. I mean, Sacramento people go to an honor game and drive home. There's Cal grads. There's Stanford grads. There's like it's not about that part of it. It's just it's us against the NBA. The NBA doesn't want us. And now the and now the Warriors have morphed into this like decade long. They're the Lakers. They are become the Lakers mainly because of him. Like and here's what I would say. If I was had never left Sacramento and lived, breathed, slept still the Kings, I, I would probably say the same thing. But it's like, hey, guys, it's like, do you put Tiger Woods on your promo? Like, it, do you put Tom Brady on NBC Sunday night? It's, like, it's not this about guy logic. Is one of the, uh, well, I know. This guy, I would say, when the, when the Warriors were losing, or excuse me, the Kings to, like, Shaq and Kobe, in a crazy way, Steph is bigger than they were at the time. Now, over time, right, Kobe became much bigger. Steph is equal easily right now. Consi- like, S- Kobe was not viewed as a top 10 player in the history of the league at the time. Like, Steph is, is a But it was more animosity. No, I know, but my point Shaq is... Shaq things. Well, exactly. Part of it, and, and that's why I don't think the anger... Like, I, I don't think people in Sacramento hate Steph Curry. Right, they probably right. sneaky watch him all the time. Yeah, they hated well, Phil I think Jackson he's out there, but Phil Jackson. You, but I'm saying they're on, like you said, national television all the time. Like how many Steph Curry right. games have they watched? He plays all these playoff games. Phil Jackson, Shaq, Shaq used to shit on Sack. Now, in fairness, I remember when I was in high school. Over the summer, I would work for my dad, and we had a project one time where we took this uh, this kind of bulldozer and sometime, and my brother who still works for you know, farming stuff, they still do this. They, they take their equipment and they rent it out to construction companies. And at the time, all that empty land around Arco Arena, which is now basically Natomas, that is all homes. Like if you drive to the Sacramento airport and you pass Arco Arena, it's just homes. At the time, it was empty. Sacra- that's almost 25 years ago now. Sacramento is dramatically changed. It was much more, I would say, closer to like Fresno, you know, just 20, 25 years ago from a population standpoint, from just a setup driving around, and they used to shit on it. So it was like, fuck you. The, the Warriors aren't doing that. Hell, Draymond's saying, like, these guys are good. You know, they, Draymond said a couple years ago, like, these guys are coming. You know, they, they actually respect them. I, Draymond was like, I had De'Aaron Fox on the pod last year. It's, it's, it's so much different than the good. hatred. Obviously, there's like a, you want to win, right? Like, for the Eagles Niners. There really wasn't like, and we said this about the Cowboys, like it was kind of, this rivalry just all of a sudden started when the Packers stuff, there was like a lot of history, a lot of history. There's not any history here. Mark Jones said it on the opening. First time they've ever met. You're like, damn. 
the I remember postseason. when the Giants played the Dodgers a couple years ago. Like they just don't play in the playoffs ever. Yeah, but unlike that, like it feels like these two franchises have not even been good at the same time, right? Never. To, um, I had a few people. Someone sent me a photo from the upper deck that said, just kind of mocking our conversation <laughs> from the Kings game. At this guy Nick, who listens, though I think he's a UC Davis guy, sent me a DM. His theory was that a lot of the people who came back to sack from other places across the country are were coming, quote unquote, coming home, which is an interesting theory. But I also just think 18,000 people, it's not a football stadium, 65, 70,000. It's easy to infiltrate a road team's football stadium because there's so it's hard to only have enough fans that it's just your fans in a stadium. A basketball arena is a lot easier. You can find 18,000 people that can afford a four hundred dollar get in price right like you're you're saying that, it was it was really impressive when the 49ers had 40 to 50,000 people at you know 80 90,000 person SoFi Stadium a couple years ago right uh yeah yeah very impressive but I'm also saying the flip side of it's hard for a football team to pack a stadium with only their own people because it's such a big stadium oh yeah, yeah, yeah whereas like for Kings fans even though it's extremely like any city any city in America that has an NBA team you can find 18,000 people that I think we'd consider rich enough for a $400 ticket, right? Sacramento yeah. included. And, and I got some DMs I see in the chat. I, I have never underestimated like the, the amount of cash in Sacramento. And, and this is before the people started really migrating there like and in, in quadrupling the prices the last couple of years. Like, th there is a ton of money in, in Sacramento. I, I'm not underestimating that at all. My theory was just more that like a lot of people, let's just say the Bay Area in general, that moved back over the last three years to Sacramento. Maybe I overestimated. Like maybe they don't care that much. <laughs> you know, not not everyone. Like ultimately, basketball is still pretty niche relative to society. Like I was like, well, Anthony Slater moved. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, he might be an outlier, right? And it's yeah, it, and and maybe it's just simple as you know, Kings fans weren't missing this for the world, and they yeah, I think it's prices. The, I think it's that. <laughs> like people just. Uh, budget sports tickets. Some people budget that for a large part of their spending. And when you have an, and it's a basketball, it's a, it's, it is as the Kings were winning like 38 games, people were dying for them just to win 41 to be a 500 team. So it's a place that hasn't had, you know, a playoff game in 16 years. And then they get the warriors of all people. And they're the biggest underdog ever. And it's kind of fits right into their MO of loving to be the underdog. And, and here's my thing about all the people that think like I uh, I hate the Kings now or whatever. If you told me the Kings upset the world, like I won't really care. I, I just enjoy watching Steph Curry more than any other player. Yeah, and that's yeah. I, I need now. It, you know, if, if the Kings that home crowd like that'll draw me. And here, you right. know, the other thing that would be pretty incredible, Kings Kings Lakers. Kings -Lakers. Yeah. Now I, I would say historically as a as a sport lover to my core my, you know what i grew up on it's a pretty special can we get one more steph lebron like yeah. that's let's face it and listen sacramento fans the league would rather have that <laughs> bill simmons has said he thought that that would be when you factor in all the different variables potentially one of the biggest second round series in the history of the league the in terms of just like viewership just in terms that the NBA's ever had, yeah. Oh, you just factor in legacy. Oh, I guess second. When you say for, second round series, you don't normally. I'm saying get, second round. No. I'm saying one of those kind of end up with their yeah. fifth title. I mean, right. You're talking about LeBron, probably the second best player ever. I mean, Steph's going to creep up. He's creeping closer to five than he is like twelve. Right. You yep. know, you keep rattling these things off. It's just the the ratings for that. I mean, the NBA struggled with that, and that's listen. 
that game on Saturday night was you can't ask for anything more in terms mm. of popping on TV, so good. can you? No. So good. And then they and just and part so of that's the crowd. A big part of it's the crowd. It's tonight. I mean it's I cannot wait. If you're listening well, I, to I hope this thing goes seven. Game. I don't want this yeah. thing to end. No. Can <laughs> you imagine what would ha- how it would feel if the Kings won game two? The one thing that's weird, and I got a lot of texts about this on Saturday, was like, how are the Warriors this enormous favorite in the series, but they were the underdog on Saturday night? Like, by the time the game tipped, the Kings were favored in the individual game. Yeah, interesting. Wiggins? Which is what, yeah, you know, it's just, I, road, I don't know. Don't, I mean, by the way, put me in the category, not anti-analytic, but like, I know the Warriors built a whole dynasty off of always passing the ball to the open shot I, as it was happening. I thought Clay was open enough. I thought Steph was open enough. I would have preferred both of those guys to Andrew Wiggins wide open three if I'm the Warriors, but I know that's how they operate. You know, it's what it's what it's what LeBron got killed for early in his career before they won a title. Remember, didn't he? Pass it was it was, the right Gibson? it was. I know. The right I just I, I, I hated the shot as it was happening. I hated it from the Warriors it, standpoint. I love the guy. And he's been one of, you know, just still kind of makes me feel like a little kid when I watch him when he's going well. But there is, there's a small percentage of people who's going to go down as one of the all-time great number twos that can just shoot you out of a game like Clay Thompson and can cool off, I don't know, the sixth greatest player of all time, like in the blink of an eye. It's like, Clay, Steph, if this was NBA Jam, would be, I mean, beyond on fire. What are you doing? He's taking these fadeaways. Like, it was insane, guy. He's like, okay, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, let me, it's going to be two on two. Yeah, me, Steph, yeah, versus yeah. It's like, no, Clyde, just have it be Steph versus those guys. It was outrageous, some of the shots he took, man. Outrageous. And then he's like, kind of gets mad. It's like, Clay, what? And then Slater said after the game, he's like, He's defiant. He's like, they'll drop. It's like, Clay, shoot when you're open, but holy cannoli. I mean, 30, you know, 17 seconds on the shot clock, just fading away. He's got to be one of the most unique players for teammates that like, listen, we totally respect him. We need him to win the title, but we also sometimes want to fucking kill him. Then you think about what he did like OKC game six, and you understand why he keeps shooting. We did it to these guys, didn't he? What did he score? Seventy-five points in a quarter or something? He was thirty-seven. I remember I was watching it with Bobby Jackson at the time, and Bobby was cheering for Clay because he's like, "I just, I think it was thirty-seven, right, in the third quarter." The the highlight of that stretch too was like a timeout was called, and he and he got it off after the timeout, and it was nothing but net. You're like. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I remember the one he hit in front of their bench where they're, you know, the best is basketball when, like, the other team's players are like, oh, my God, reacting to it. Uh, also, John, um, DeMontis Sabonis, I think, has moved into the top Jewish player of all time. He's converting to Judaism. My dad was very excited to share that news with me last week. Uh, so so I, not, soon, I don't know when it becomes official, some were wondering why he didn't play so great game one and to Passover, obviously. Uh, but uh, it probably should be better now. He's had some bread in him the last few days, got his carbs back. I remember that always being a thing like when Kyrie would go on those fasts. Like, Is he going to have oh, yeah. enough energy? Right. So he got punked by Loon Dog. Something to watch for for uh, I, mean, I, I miss going on those walks in Walnut Creek and seeing Looney's dad, who is Looney's just dad. identical. I mean, identical twin. He's six foot ten, looks just like him, but like the fifty-five-year-old version, 
always wearing warrior swag and always happy and walking at a pace that with those long, you know, six ten. Yeah. No, you'd have to run at like six zero on a treadmill to keep up with that guy. Those strides are. I mean, how long is a stride? Is a stride like half your height? Is that what a stride's supposed to be? I think something I, he, like that? his strides. I mean, he's just moving, waving to people. Just probably more than half your height. Could pass for Looney, honestly, because you know Looney kind of looks old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brock Purdy showing up for uh, off-season workouts, John, on uh, on Monday. Niners report April 17th, Monday, April 17th. Uh, formally, uh, Purdy told uh, reporters that he spoke to Friday as part of an availability with Buffalo Wild Wings promoting his uh, his uh, wings promotion uh, that'll be at the NFL Draft in Kansas City. That yes, he will he will be there on uh, Monday. And uh, one of the stories from um, the uh, uh, from Yahoo Sports was that Purdy said, quote-unquote, he's not really sure, honestly, whether he'll play in 2023. I would imagine when you have that brace on and you sent me the clip that he's going to pass out cheeseburgers, correct? Is, it, cheeseburger. was that is that what I said wings? I couldn't remember exactly. The but, it, but it is Buffalo Wild Wings, but he's handing out cheeseburgers. Okay. Maybe. I mean, they, right. they make burgers and chicken sandwiches, too. He does have a brace on. It's off. I do, brace is off. The, the big brace is off? Brace so is now off. he's just in a sling? Yep. I don't know if he's I, in a sling, but brace is off. I do wonder if it makes you just think like this sucks and you, you probably, I know my first reaction would probably be to lean negative then lean happy. And maybe once you start throwing, you know, maybe he's just not in the best headspace, and that's why his agents getting in these side deals. Uh, you know, do you, do you judge him at all? Like, are you, you're... you know, it, I did think it's a little, yeah, he's making and passing out hamburgers. Um, you know, I guess you get your cash when you can get your cash. Right. But I, I did have my first reaction was like, Ugh, don't love it, but it's I tough, it. right? You know, yeah, you, you only make 900 grand. Say. You just, you get an opportunity, let's say to get a hundred grand, right? Like that's a large percentage of what you make. Like for Trey, that's yeah, not worth it. Right? right. But for Brock, and I'm just picking a number, who knows? What, yeah. what if I told you it was 500 grand, you know, right. to do this off season deal. That's, that's more than his salary. And maybe he could, you know, he lives in Arizona, 1099s it. He's, you know, he writes off some travel stuff and boom. He's Yeah, that's a good point. You just go like, how can I turn down? I am, I am like my dad almost lost his business and I'm going to turn down $100,000 for one day of work. Again, we're making up the number, but I don't think that's an unreasonable number. 50, let's say it's 50. Let's say it's 50. Yeah. I'm going to turn down $50,000 for a day of work. Like I got to do that. Like I could understand that. Yeah. And, and don't you just realize after your arm gets split that it could end at any moment? Like, cause my first reaction, old school, like, you know, sports writer in the eighties, like what yeah. the fuck, man, is this, yeah. what, what are we doing? Shouldn't you be watching film that day? And then it's like, you know, I'd take the money. And then I think when you factor in how much he makes, I, I think it's, I mean, what's crazy is, and listen, he makes, you know, I think, you know, top, 10% of the bay, you know, he's, he's a high percentage, even yeah. in the area he lives in, but still he's like, well, after taxes, you know, rent, it's like, it's not like, I bet he feels like he's swimming in money. Plus he probably think May's agents probably like, Hey man, look, you do this. If things go well this season, you could just be on a national ad campaign for the next few years. And that, that would be, you know, Clay Thompson's done Buffalo wild wings. I don't know if there's some bear. He's the 49er starting quarterback, right? Well, okay. But is he, I mean, he said, Kyle has said he's coming back week four, the latest John Lynch is like, he is back. No questions about it. 
Brock says, I'm not really sure, honestly, when asked if he's going to be playing this year. Now, is that just Brock? Like, is that how Brock thinks? Like, I just... What if Brock's a like time? a smaller, you know, version of Kyle? Just kind of leans negative. Super negative. I, I mean, there. I think there's something, too. He's just not an... I think he is an under-promise, over-deliver guy. Not an over-promise. Like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do it. It doesn't seem like his style. So it could just be his stock answer if he had a sprained toe. But it is different than what the Niners have said, right? It is different. Now, they're not the ones who went under the knife. They're not the ones with the big-ass scar on their elbow. I haven't seen his, but I saw uh, uh, our boy Hunter Bishop. It's a significant scar. They did have different surgeries, right? Because he does say, I didn't have the Tommy John surgery. Hunter had the Tommy John surgery. I don't know if the scar is any different. I don't know if the going in there is any different. Obviously, the move... I know one of my girlfriend's friends just had it from an injury goes back to like high school gymnastics. She's like, it's my elbow actually doesn't hurt. It's my fucking hamstring and knee where they took the tendon from is in a lot of pain. So did Brock, Hunter have the full t- I thought Hunter just had the same surgery as Brock. I assumed I that he just had Tommy John. I think he told me he had the same as Brock. Okay. Then he also said maybe his elbow will come back stronger. So get well soon, Hunter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it consistently does with all these. He pictures. tried to rehab it, though. Yeah. So different situation there, but. Which to me, from a baseball standpoint, with pitchers, when every time it starts going, it feels like I remember when Richard Sherman tore his Achilles and he had been like for basically six months the previous season and early in that year kept having Achilles like soreness. And you're like, oh, it's coming. It's like the tire. It's like yeah, this yeah, thing's yeah. going to blow. Yeah. With And that's usually with the elbow. So. To me, rehab would have been a non-starter on Purdy. It was just the bright side is that he didn't have the crazy invasive surgery. Now, like he's saying, does it hold? How do I react? You just you just simply don't know until you start throwing, right? Like when I see they uh, – I saw a headline, I think like last week, Kyler Murray has been cleared to basically start his rehab, which is a good thing. You know, 12 weeks out or whatever, he can start kind of amping up now. And just you just want to do the checkpoints. Now you never know. Like I would guess, if I had to bet on Kyler Murray, for example, he is going to skew comeback faster, freak athlete, young. You know, assuming that he does the rehab, you know, when he's supposed to, like he's less likely to be like a fourteen month guy, and I more likely to be like nine months. You're like, damn, he looks pretty good. Right. 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 I don't know if that's fair because Saquon, I would have said maybe the same thing. But and remember, it took him a while. He didn't look the same. And then year two, he looked better. But he's like maybe more muscular. I, I don't know. These are. Uh, Dr. Middlecoff? Uh, then I don't know why Kyler just feels like Kyler's a little. I, I think the, your basic theory of maybe a super athletic guy heals quicker is an interest, is a good theory. I don't you know, we have theories all the time. I do wonder he is so dependent on his on the way he moves. Kyler. That maybe he's healed Kyler, but he isn't quite as springy in terms of I, – I think that'll be an interesting question. Like, yeah, he's healthy, he's cleared, he's playing, and then we watch him and he doesn't quite get away from guys maybe right away like he will six months later. I don't know. I mean, it is an injury you recover fully from, so maybe that's not a problem. But Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. 
for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I played golf last week with these guys from Ohio. They were huge Bengals fans. Obviously, they're fucking high on the hog right now. But we started talking about Carson Palmer, and they're like, you know, before he ever demanded the trade and forced his way out, when he came back from that knee injury, when remember when the Steelers hit him in that playoff game, tears his ACL, they're like, you know, he just wasn't the same. He was less likely to stand in the pocket. He was more of a dump-down guy. And I think that's always the question mark, just the umbrella on a major injury. Like, do you believe in your arm? You know, do you trust it? So I think when you see that comment, it's like, yeah, we don't know. Like, you just, there's so much unknown. Like, you have this, even if that made braces on, 
You probably have your arm consistently. You got to be very careful with it. You're like, I've never experienced it. This is crazy, right? So you just there's a slow buildup to confidence of like, can I let it rip, right? Isn't that what people always say with knee injuries with running? Like you got to trust it. You got to trust it. There, Clay talked about it forever, battling back. Like I just don't even think about it anymore. Anyone that's just ever stubbed a toe or whatever, you know, you just get a little pain and then it just goes away. Uh, not for you. Wasn't it a break? Uh, yeah, it was a slight slight fracture. Um, it does show, I think you're right, it shows that confidence is something that you do have to build back up. It doesn't just pick up where you left it off, even if it's not an injury that is your life. I mean, it's his throwing arm. It is his moneymaker, his brain and his arm. Those are his moneymakers. I know he uses his legs. So it's easy for Kyle and John to be like, yeah, he's going to be back. But it's him that has this arm that isn't working the way it's worked his whole life, his entire life. As long as his brain has memory, his right arm has worked at a very high level. It's always done what he's wanted it to do. And now it's not doing that. So you hope that it's just that. Um, it does seem like he's hitting, you know, that like the fact that he's showing up Monday for the Niners is just part of a natural progression of what is part of a healthy recovery. But I think it shows just how easy it is on paper. And John and Kyle are on paper. They're not waking up in the hospital with the mask on, oxygen, whatever, looking at their right arm, that it's much harder. Like he's the one that has to actually do the work so that on paper it can be another normal recovery. Beside the quote, which obviously is kind of takes you back, I do view him showing up. He it could have been one of two things I would have viewed as a non-story. Like, of course he shows up. Like he's a second year player rehabbing. If you told me that he didn't show up, it's like, yeah, they told him to stay rehabbing till you feel good and you can start throwing and come back. That would have been very logical too. Yeah. Right? Like, like I, I I'll tell you, Debo, Boza, Trent, like they ain't Kittle, probably not either, are not there today. Right. I so think it would I think you're right. It would be logical. But if we had the whole breakdown of what his rehab was supposed to be, and clearly if it's on schedule, he's supposed to be able to go meet with the 49ers like he is right now. If we had the schedule that said, yeah, ideally he would be meeting with the Niners on Monday, April 17th, and then he wasn't because he was still rehabbing, we would not have access necessarily to that information, right? The Niners wouldn't want to share that, that he's behind schedule. But it turns out that that would mean that he's behind schedule because here he is. And I think part of it has to be if you're him, you're like, I got to rehab my arm. I also have to maintain, like, Trey's going to be in there watching film. Trey's going to be in there getting to know other guys. Sam Darnold's going to be in there watching film. Sam Darnold's going to be in there getting to know other guys. Like, I'm the starting quarterback. They said, I guess I'm the leader in the clubhouse, but leaders in the clubhouse lose their jobs all the time. I got to go protect my job. To me, this time is really more about impressing, which is important, Kyle, than, like I said, Debo 100% not there. Uh, Kittle, you know, I, it feels like he's still in Nashville till they get on the field. Uh, Trent, no. I would even say I wonder if Ayuk's a little bit of a wild card, though he lives in SAC. You know, it's, it's a little more logical. You know, from SAC. I don't know, you know, where he calls home full-time, but are you really getting to know, like, Colton McKivitz? like Which is, you know, I, for, for Sam and, and Trey, I, you know, this time is important. But you can't let those guys... It's like a job, right? You, you know, if the guys that are coming for your gig, if you do get back healthy, are around, it's pretty risky if you're not established to not also show up. Like, it's kind of mandated, in, even though it's quote-unquote voluntary. Well, if I like Purdy. If we were Brock's agent, I don't know if you'd want to say this to Brock. You don't want to plant any doubt in your client's head. But you might be thinking, like, 
I've seen Kyle Shanahan change his mind about quarterbacks very quickly. So let's do everything we can do to make sure that he still believes in you, that you're doing all the right things that make your, your well, coach. Well, Purdy knows. He saw him last year. <laughs> right? right? So, like, you're very aware of the fact that Kyle Shanahan can change his mind. Like, we can talk about Jalen Hurts. I, if Jalen Hurts is drafted by the 49ers – in 2020, does he become does Kyle Shanahan? Is he patient enough with Jalen Hurts for Jalen Hurts to become the guy that just became the guy that just got paid? You know, that's a separate conversation. But like, I do think that's got to be part of it. If you're Brock, is like if I can be there and I can do the stuff there that I'm doing here, or I can be here away from them and I can watch film on my own too. Which one gives me a better chance to keep my dream job? I'm gonna go there. Agreed. The the one thing I think the right thing to do. To Jalen, and this was, and you hammered this home early on, it was evidently clear when the games happened about Trey's speed, because Jalen was not a great thrower of the football, really till this year is what a huge breakout year for him throwing, and what he did in the Super Bowl was awesome. I mean, he, he outthrew Mahomes. Not that anyone would say he's a better passer, but just in terms of throwing. I mean, that's one of the greatest games he's ever played Yeah, in the biggest stage. I mean, he he played to win. Like He was not – the Eagles lost. Jalen Hurts won that game. Early on, those last games when Carson got benched, and then in the year when they went 9-8 and eight and got the seventh seed, he really relied on his legs, and he could because he was an elite runner of the football. Not because he's super fast. He's not Lamar or Kyler. But his instincts as a runner made it where, like, we can function with this guy, right? Even though I remember he had a Dallas Monday night game. He threw some picks. It was very rocky. I mean, he, he the, the strides he took this year were fucking incredible. But he held his spot because of his legs. And it was something going back to Alabama and then Oklahoma. Like, he could hang his house. Guy... As a former fired NFL scout, I thought, like, you know what? I would never take this guy as a quarterback, but I think he could transition and become a legit running back because he's so good at it. His, like, instincts. He's he's like a Frank Gore. You know, he's just, like, slow, steady, moving, powerful. But he can throw. And that, to me, is like, I think the 49ers kind of hoped Trey would become this, but you can just ease into it when you can move with your legs. And that's the thing, like, Trey, of course Jalen's confident. He's run around Alabama at practice for three years as a starting quarterback on top of SEC defenses. And he went to Oklahoma and kicked everyone's ass, right? And then, hell, he got to Philly and ran around and it worked. And that's the thing. When you get these running quarterbacks, like, I think we see right away Kyler, Lamar, Jalen, all else fails, my legs can work. And yeah. I'm confident moving. Right. right? And, that'll, and, then, and that'll give me enough – Rope buffer to kind of get into it to learn to see if I can figure out the other stuff. Kyler could throw Kyler's arm was much more like a elite quarterback arm, right? Just yeah. in terms of power and everything. Right. Lamar was kind of a work in progress. Jalen was a massive work in progress. Yep. But when all else failed, it was like Kyler still did it up until he got hurt. That play against the Raiders going back, it was just like Jesus. This guy's like a little video game. Yeah, it's, it's like, a great point. Like Trey if, is like I remember thinking. Let's ad lib a little. Kaepernick right. could really do that early on. It was like he could run around. What's one thing you're great at, right? Are you comfortable at one thing? And Kaepernick was, Jalen was. Trey doesn't feel like he is. Not to make this about, you know, there were injuries and all kinds of other things, but you're right. If he was a a more explosive, dynamic, confident runner, 
And maybe the situation just be, be like different. when you say with the ball in his hands, he's one of the best playmakers in the league. That's what you say about Lamar. That's what you say about Kyler. That's what you say about Jalen. It's like this guy is a problem, right? It's, it's honestly he, why Fields is gonna is getting the chance he's getting. Great example. So it's just like, hey, if we can get this, it's this guy. When you're a defensive coordinator, that guy keeps you up at night running around. Remember Mike McDaniel? What did he tell him? Like, stop running or something? Like, joking around when yeah, he yeah. ran into him? Yeah. But it was serious because he was just flying around. So well, when I, all else fails, it's like, listen, the passing game's going to be a work in progress, but this fucking guy at any moment can go. Jalen's less likely to go like 80, but the other guys could. But Jalen's more likely to like, he can have four straight runs at like 20 yards a pop. It's why I think defensive coaches that become head coaches are always more likely to get just a mobile quarterback as their quarterback because it just it creates problems. It's not necessarily the guy that's going to win you a championship all the time, and it's not necessarily the guy that your quarterback coach or your OC want to call plays for. But as a defensive coach, you just defensive coaches say it all the time, like, oh, man, these guys just give us headaches. And so defensive coaches become head coaches. I think they're more likely to just be – apt to get an, a, a mobile quarterback as their as their quarterback because it just creates so many problems for them. And then if you add the next layer, which all the guys that are mobile that we've talked about, Josh Allen had to really improve as a passer. Mahomes got a year to just sit and he wasn't his mobility was less. It was yeah. less about that. He's really it's not part of this. He's more like Favre kind of a Yeah, he's know. not he's not part of this conversation. Colin got a lot of time and it just it never took the next when jo- when Ron Jaworski said he could be the greatest quarterback of all time. It was like, well, what he was saying was if he could add that other level of throwing, we've never seen an athlete like this add that, you know, who could quite do that. And then you get time, and then we find out if you can do it or not. And Jalen. Well, for forever, that's the way college football was for the most part, right? They're either a true pocket quarterback or a lot of guys like that, and you just kind of figure it out and you could win with them. Now those guys are translating the NFL and, like, people are looking for it, and then they kind of keep coaching you up. Like, forever there was a ton of, like, Jalen's and – and DTRs and stuff, but they'd never transitioned to college well, think about, I mean, to the pros. And now it's like kind of what Crow- you want. All these like guys that ran like these. Now, there he was not athletically like like Jalen, but who were running quarterbacks, but they were small. That's the thing well, about Jalen. He's not tiny. Well, like is Caleb a runner? No, first Feel, and foremost, he, he's a passer. He's a creator. Yeah. He's not so much a zone read runner. He's a creator. Well, it's going to be interesting. To like, me, it's a little more Mahomesy. I'm telling you, I, I am really fascinated to watch Dion's kid. Like, is Dion's kid a passer? Heard he's I good. He is. Can he move? But is he a? I mean, I would imagine I, genetically. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've heard he's looked good. That their defense doesn't look good, but he looks good. Well, they got offensive players, right? Yeah. Travis Hunter, a wide receiver, or corner or two. Ways. So, uh, both exclusively playing wide receiver in the spring because they think he can just go play corner whenever he, he can just pick up corner. <laughs> so uh, they probably need a more wide receiver. I saw a clip. They were in full pads. I know. This has been. But that that's a little old. I would. Do you you're think saying a that lot they, of. Oh, you're going to say something. Different. Sorry, go ahead. Do you think a lot of saying, programs People are saying are they look pads? small. Do are a lot of programs like Dion's a pretty old school guy for yeah. being like this progressive new school. Well, you had like some just, spring games this last week. They have a spring I'm not game talking spring games, happened. I'm just saying practice. Oh, practice. Um, I think you get some you don't get necessarily get full tackling to the ground, but you That's what it looked like Dion was doing. Yeah. Because he does he's not giving guys numbers, right? We yeah. talked about that. You see Belichick was at uh Jed's practice. 
at Arizona's practice. Yeah. Can you imagine just being like in a drill and looking up and seeing his fucking crusty ass staring at you? As Gronk is over there just dancing away without a shirt on, wearing like big old Oakleys. Jed had 23,000 people at the spring game for a 5-1 team. That's pretty good on the West Coast. Well, didn't Prime sell out? Yeah, Prime sold out. But it's but it's coming up yeah. this week. So we'll see. 20, 10, 23 is impressive. $10 tickets. Uh, it's not full stadium because some of the area is not being sold, some of the suites or whatever. But um, Colorado, I think Arizona. it's like 48. Colorado, I think it's like 48, which is crazy. So people like 48,000 people. If, if that actually comes to fruition, that yeah. would be an incredible accomplishment. And now we'll see. Like I saw the other day, I think it'll be a lot of people because I'm guessing it'll be a nice day. Boulder this time of year is can be really nice. Um, highly recommend Boulder, Boulder weather. Uh, I saw like when I looked at like a, yes, yeah, but well, ooh, what's today? Monday. It's 73 today. It's supposed to be 46 degrees on Saturday in Boulder. That's not ideal uh, because $10 ticket. You can go like, all right. Um, but I saw they were reselling for like 50 bucks. Now, are they actually selling or people trying to sell them for $50? I think there might be a on musical. ESPN. Yeah. It's the only spring game on ESPN. It's like Chris Fowler is going to be there. Dion's good for business. At least yeah. until you start playing. I mean, I, they play TCU week one. TCU you say, successful season. Just make do a bowl. I mean, honestly, they've had one winning season since like, I don't know, last 20 years. Like, so if he went seven and five, it'd be an incredible. To, but but you remember last year Arizona won five games and they didn't make a bowl, but they were kind of fun to watch. They beat UCLA. They lost to USC by seven. I think you could have a five win season, and it it does feel with some of the guys they've recruited and as quarterback that would, you know, it depends how it looks. I You're right. I don't think their their defense is gonna we'll be shitty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, they might have some D linemen that look like me and you. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> But I, I mean, I looked up at some of his scores. Like they just won shootouts at you know Jackson State. Yeah, yeah. But they had good players. Somebody sent me a DM on Instagram, a video from the practice that day, and it was Travis Hunter scoring a touchdown, and it just said, "Is this you? Is this you playing DB?" <laughs> so, you know, they, they don't they don't look like the '94 Cowboys getting off the bus. Right okay, now. so it makes sense why Dion just did another announcement. Transfer portal open. We coming like for business. Portal's open. Right, it opened two days ago. I think um, somebody just got somebody. Because who transfers right a, now? Guys that were benched, right? Yeah, guys who are not winning jobs, or guys who maybe there's a school opens up a spot, and like they can nil themselves somewhere better. Yeah. Cal just got like a safety from San Diego State over the weekend. Good player, like really good player. Patrick. So, also, like a bigger school can steal a smaller school star. Yeah, like our safeties kind of suck. Let's go get a guy. But you're probably not, not getting like Colorado's not going to get like Washington starting linebacker probably right now and stuff like that. Yeah, right? probably not. Probably not. But you're right. They might get a backup. It was like, you know, I'm not starting here. I'm out. Can you imagine how many like stud Mountain West guys start shopping themselves around in, like the Big 12 and the Pac 12? Like, hey guys, uh, Starting linebacker here at Fresno, but open for business. <laughs> Tweeting out spring game stats. Yeah, highlights. Yeah. Nine carries for 117 yards against the third against the scout team defense. So all right. On that note, good hang, good everybody. Luck, good luck, Prime. Later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.